You're listening to Real Marvel Radio, the home of every single Victor Morrow podcast. Now, let me tell you about my sponsor, Flipboard.com. Flipboard curates the world's story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, tap the plus button to add them to private or public collections. It's that simple. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves in the world forward. Get started now at Flipboard.com. All right. Gucci is in hot water. Because of the blackface sweater. It's coming from CBS News. It says, uh, Gucci has removed the controversial sweater from his website and apologized after some people said the sweater resembled blackface. The black turtleneck covers the face and has mouth opening with red lips surrounding it. <laughs> it um, originally cost $890. Uh, according to screenshots from Gucci, um, from the Gucci website, taken before the product was removed. Now, let me let me say this right quick. Ti blasted him. Um, Soldier Boy has come out and blasted him. But let me say this right quick. Um, black people, listen to me. Listen to me. Hear what I got to say very clearly. Not only was it not an accident, but you have to remember that a lot of racism is subliminal and not out front. A lot of times black people get pissed off with open racism. But it's the subliminal shit that you really have to watch. It's the subliminal shit that you really need to pay attention to. Gucci fucked up because Gucci thought they was being slick. This is my personal opinion. Gucci thought no one would notice. Because you got to remember a lot of racist ass motherfuckers think that they think black people are stupid. You always have to keep that in mind. So they think they could pull some shit like this off. Excuse me, I'm getting notifications again. They think they can pull shit like this off and get away with it. Because, you know, we're just niggers to them. And niggas support Gucci. Niggas buy Gucci. You got a rapper named Gucci Mane. Right? A lot of these um, racist ass motherfuckers, uh, like Tommy Hill figure in them, they they look at you and, you know, these, these black niggas, they buy my shit. I don't give a fuck about these niggas. They look at you like you're stupid. And rightfully so, in a way, because you don't buy your own shit. You don't support your own shit. And anytime 
a black person creates a, a clothing, um, uh, uh, any clothing or, or shoes or anything, it stays in fashion for like a year and then it gets played out. Because we don't support our own shit. But we'll support Gucci forever. We'll support Versace forever. We'll support uh, Timberland forever. But if it's our shit, nah. We might support it real quick for, you know, six months to a year. Then after that, we say, fuck that. This shit played out. So they look at you as stupid niggers. So when they created this blackface sweater, and everyone's pissed off, and everyone's outraged, I'm like, well, what did you expect? What, what what do you expect from these people? They have no love for you. They don't have no feelings towards you or, or your people. They're looking at you like you're a bunch of dumb niggas. You're buying my shit and won't support your own shit. You have to look at things from the mind of the races. Think think about how they think. How, think about how they look at you. Blacks don't support black business. We allow everyone to come into our shit, our neighborhood, and we'll support them and won't support our own shit. So in a way, I understand why they think you're so fucking stupid. At my job, I literally have to, every once in a while, you know, I have to literally stop certain white people and tell them to their face I say, look, come here, come here. Let me talk to you. I look them in the face. I swear to God on everything. And I say, let me tell you something. I'm not your nigger. And when I tell them that, their eyes get big. And I say, I know what you think about black people. I'm not that. And they're like, oh, shit. I'm woke, motherfucker. And when I tell them that, you know what happens? They don't deny it. They don't go, oh, man, what are you talking about? Oh, I never thought that about you. They just go, oh, oh, okay. Oh, so you hip. (laughs) Why? Because we support shit and don't know what the fuck we supporting. That's why I never got into name brand. I'll wear the most basic pair of goddamn shoes and think nothing of it. People be like, yo, man, why are you wearing that shit? Because I'm not spending my money on these motherfuckers, man. That's why. Oh, you must not have no money then. I probably got more money. I'm not rich. I'm far from that. <laughs> I'm work, I, I work every day like everybody else. I could afford to, to buy more expensive shit, but I don't want to and don't need to. Fuck Gucci. Fuck Timberland. Fuck all of them. Fuck Tommy Hilfiger. Snoop made Tommy Hilfiger popular, and I remember when it happened. I was, I was, uh, I, damn, I was a kid, man. I remember the day it happened. 
Tom, um, Snoop came out wearing that Tommy Hilfiger shirt, and that motherfuckers went crazy. Snoop was the shit back then. You want to talk about somebody running hip hop? This was this was in Snoop Prime, like prior to Pac coming to Death Row, like before Pac came to Death Row. Snoop. Everybody in my in my neighborhood. Had to get that Tommy Hill figure. If you had anything but Tommy Hill figure on it, you was the shit. Tommy Hill figure was like, I ain't make these clothes for you niggas. <laughs> I didn't make these clothes for you black motherfuckers. Don't give a fuck about us. They don't even really want you wearing this shit. They look at you like you're stupid because you're buying their product. <laughs> they feel like, see, what you got to understand about these racist motherfuckers. And I try not to use the words white people. But a lot of these racist motherfuckers feel like when you buy their product, you lower the value. See, Gucci is high class. And when black people wear Gucci, it brings it down. A notch. Now you might be thinking, but we spending money on them though. They don't give a fuck. You just a dumb nigga that spend money on their product. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about you or your people. It's the same thing that happens when blacks move into a white neighborhood. The value goes down. Same thing with fashion. Hell, it's probably even the same thing with cars. You know, if too many black people start buying cars, the value probably goes down. Listen to me and listen to me carefully. You're not wanted. We got to want ourselves. We got to have love for ourselves. We got to stop looking for love from everybody else. Because Gucci tried to be sneaky and push blackface on you and make it a fashion for you to make a monkey out yourselves. So now I'm going to play the clip. And you probably heard it already. This is T.I. going off on the Gucci thing. I'll play a little bit of this clip anyway. Let's see, um, the outrage is justified, but the fact that people act surprised is what kills me. This is T.I. What's going on, Helen? God damn it, man, this shit got me hot, man. I mean, there's two things that really got me hot, man. It's the blatant disrespect, man. Like the blatant disrespect, outright disrespect. See, now he's mad about the outright disrespect. But I said before, it's not the outright disrespect you should really even be pissed off about. It's the subliminal shit. It's the fact that, see, he's looking at it like it's an outright disrespect. But truth be told, they thought you was too dumb to even notice. They didn't, they didn't think you were intelligent enough to know that that was blackface. 
our people in our culture. You understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about whether H&M putting little boys in, putting our, putting, putting, putting our children in, in, in shirts to say coolest monkey on the yard. Everybody, you know what I'm saying, talk about H&M then, you know what I'm saying, niggas quick to run straight back in there and shop for their convenience. And that's why we ain't never got nowhere. That's honestly why we ain't never got nowhere. Yes. I agree with him on that. Now here we here, we got Gucci. I'm talking about Gucci have gone so far as to design away from putting logos on their shit because they knew that's what we wanted back in the 90s, early 2000s. You couldn't hardly find no shit with no Gucci print on there. You know what I mean? Now, you know, because we buy more of their shit than Italians do, than the French do, than the, the British do. Now they got they they want to got they want they want us they want our business somewhere they want to got Dapper Dan to become a designer consultant, and still they coming with the the, the the monkey shit. Still they coming with the disrespect. Listen, man, I don't know how many of y'all know this. Our consumer base is the strongest and the largest consumer base in the world. One point two five trillion dollars. Black people spend the most money. $1.25 trillion. The poorest people spend the most goddamn money. I think inclusion is the only way to show that you are truly remorseful for your action. Because that shit wasn't no motherfucking mistake. That's right. It wasn't no mistake. We want to know who's in their diversity office, who's on their board, who's in their marketing division. We want to give them. We want to give them a blacklist rate. We want to know all about all up in their business. That's what we did with American Airlines. When my son and I was thrown off of the American Airlines flight, we went into those meetings saying, "Nah, don't pay us. Open your book. Let us see who you have on your payroll." And we found out they didn't really have a lot of black folks in positions of leadership, and they've had to change all of it. They weren't doing any training. They're doing it now. So, and this was all because of a tragedy that we turned into an opportunity for our community. We didn't just take the Let me let me say this. I, I know I'm cutting it off right quick. Listen, um, I appreciate our people being woke. <laughs> and I say that loosely because uh, some of us are sleep thinking that we're woke. And then you got the fake woke, the fake conscious community. Niggas like Sonetta and Polite. <sighs> they be scamming motherfuckers. But I do appreciate our people being woke and being outraged and not allowing shit like this to go down without speaking on it. But I, I want to say this too. You can't, you, you can't expect respect from people that don't respect you. How can they respect a people that don't respect themselves? How can they how can they look at us as equal when we destroy each other. 
You got to get into their mindset and understand. If we don't create our own shit and support it. See, this is the difference between me and a lot of these other niggas. I'm not saying we don't create shit. I'm saying we don't support our shit. Right? That's what I'm saying. And that's the problem. So they look at us like, these dumb dumb monkey niggas, let's make a dumb monkey nigga sweater. Let's make a blackface sweater. Let me go ahead and let them finish talking. I'm interrupted. I forgot. Yeah, it is Black History Month. <laughs> so they being extra disrespectful, yo. Oh, man. They just trying to be just extra fucking disrespectful to the culture. Because they don't respect us. <laughs> they don't respect us. And this is the same time you notice in this Black History Month. Supposedly. But um, <laughs> also, all these politicians are coming out with them. They used to dress up in blackface. <laughs> all this shit coming out. Black history, but let me let them finish Thank talking. You of all motherfucking months to do this shit. <laughs> we get hey, one man. month that's not even 31 days. Hey, they don't man. even give us a full month. Y'all they think this shit. You think this haphazard if you want to, man. This shit nah, this shit's been strategic. We know better. Well good. Love to you, brother. Let's keep on educating our people and we coming back with some call to action. But not enough apology is cool, but it's not enough. Man. They already planned that apology. They knew they were gonna have to apologize when they put that shit out. They say, Okay, we'll apologize. If they don't like it, we'll take it down and apologize and we'll move on to the next thing. Right. We're moving on, but now nah, we're not moving on. Nope. Disrespect and abuse, like, nah, we can't. 
It's about what's in you. It ain't about what's on you. About what's in you. It ain't about what's on you. I don't give a fuck how fly a sweater or a suit or a jacket or some shoes is. I promise you, it, it wasn't shit till I put it on. I know the up. Well, it's already too late because um, they've already got your money. Um, black people have been marketing Gucci for years, and that's what it is. I'm pretty sure T.I.'s, you know, talked about it in his rhymes. Too late. All right, let's deal with the Liam Neeson uh, controversy. And not really controversy to me, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with it. Let me um, I'm gonna comment on it after letting you hear what he said, and I'm gonna tell you what my opinion on it is. Liam brought up the topic of revenge, and he shared a real life experience from decades ago, when a female friend of his was the victim of a brutal sexual assault, a rape, and Neeson wanted his own taste of revenge, and he wanted to strike back in a particular way. She told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a cosh hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. Okay. Well... He said what <laughs> he said what a lot of uh racists won't say. Um but not mad at him for saying it. Not mad at him for saying it. And I'm not mad at him for the simple fact that look I said before, I said about the Gucci thing. It's the subliminal shit you got to watch. He's being open and honest and as honest as you can possibly be. In this day and age when motherfuckers don't do nothing but lie. Everything's about PR. Everything's about being politically correct. The scary thing is that when you listen to him talk, he sounds serious as fuck. He sounded like he really wanted to kill a motherfucker. And taking in consideration that a friend of his was raped, I can understand the anger. The fucked up part about it is wanting to just find any black person and kill him. What he did there was exposed. Well, not really exposed. We already know. But what he did was he he did expose this, that a lot of times we as black people 
are put into one, put, we're basically put under one umbrella. People don't look at us, and I'm, I, I say people of other races and other nationalities don't see black people as individuals. They see us as one person. There was this racist ass um, sergeant that I knew when I was in the Air Force. And um, when Kobe was uh, dealing with his rape trial or whatever, and I was happy that that uh, Kobe was, uh, you know, not going to jail or whatever. And he was mad as shit. And I was like, what the fuck are you so mad for, right? But I knew he was a little racist cunt. I said, what the fuck are you so mad for? And he said, I'm tired of these athletes getting away with murder. I said, murder? The fuck are you talking about? But he was referring, he didn't say it, but I knew he was referring to OJ, which shows you that he sees Kobe and OJ as the same person. He doesn't see it like Kobe Bryant's uh, case is different from OJ's case. He sees it as they're both niggers. They both are on trial for something. They both should go to jail. And that's how people look at us. If one black man robs someone, we've all robbed them. If one black man kills someone, we've all killed them. That's why I actually appreciated him saying it. I'm talking about um, Liam. Liam Neeson. I appreciated him saying it. Because it's the truth. Now, is he still racist like that? I don't know. I mean, it took balls for him to even speak out like that. And normally, you can't speak out on something like that unless you've moved past it. And keep in mind, I think this was like 40 years ago. Most of the time, you're not able to come to grips with a problem until you've moved past it. That's just truth. We're all in, you know, we're all human beings, right? Most of the time, we can't, we can't fully um, speak out on the subject until we've moved past whatever the issue is. And then you can, with a clear conscience, speak on it. So no one knew that that was how he felt. He could have kept that to himself. But the man spoke out on it. Because, you know, I give him the benefit of the doubt. He's probably moved past it. And that was 40 years ago, I guess. I'm guessing. If I'm wrong, y'all can correct me. But I read somewhere that it was 40 years ago. Maybe the person that wrote that didn't know what the fuck they was talking about. But anyway, um, it is what it is, man. 
just know that you as a black person are being seen for whatever is happening with other black people. Just know. That's why I said before, there are times when I actually at work have to stop motherfuckers and be like, look, I'm not your nigga. I know. I, I matter of fact, there was this, this white lady, man. One day she came in my office and was asking questions real fast, you know. I work in D.C., so, you know, you know how D.C. is. You get these uppity motherfuckers. Uh work for the government and they're big time this and big time that and they think they just hot shit so she walked in my office and was asking questions real quick real quick you know and I give her an answer and she asked another question you know what I'm talking about when you when you ask someone a question and right before they can answer it you ask another one just being disrespectful and I looked this white woman in her face and I said let me tell you something I don't know who the fuck you think you are or how many black people work for you and you talk to them like that. You're not coming in here and talking to me like that. I don't work for you, bitch. She was so shocked. I get that from my mother. I got my, um, I got my, my dad's anger. And I got like this, I guess it's, uh, I don't know if it's passive aggressive for my mother. Like I'm, I'm nice to people and then I'll flip when they piss me off and I go from zero to a hundred. And my mother was like that, before, you know, God bless her soul before she died. My mom's like that, you know, but, um, a lot of times we get categorized we get categorized as one person. That's why I appreciated what Liam Neeson said, because he brought that out. All right, it's the Victor Morrow Takeover Show. Um, <laughs> hey, yo, this is some funny shit right here. Y'all know the dude Gene Dill, right? They used to uh, bodyguard Puffy. We all know Puffy's a Fruit Loop. But recently, um, Gene Dill went on his uh, YouTube channel and was talking about, you know, some stories about Puff, Diddy, whatever the fuck you want to call himself, Mr. Fruit Loop. And, uh, yo, he tells this funny-ass story about how Puff went to the damn exotic store and got some goddamn butt plugs. <laughs> yo, this nigga's, yo, man. See, Puffy is, well, I can't say he's the only reason, but because you got African Bambada too, so he was a Fruit Loop child molester motherfucker too. But, um, but Puffy is one of the reasons why you have so many of these fruity-ass rappers now. It's because they, him, the powers that be, and 
even the big wigs yo, that that are more powerful than than he is handpick these niggas and i I've, I've been saying this for a minute that they got all the real niggas out the game and brought all of these uh fruit loop ass niggas so i'm a, what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna i'm gonna play this clip right quick yo gene deal had me fucking laughing so hard yo if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen Gene Dale's channel on YouTube, yo, just trust me. You'll thank me. Dude be getting in. He be he be telling some real shit, man. You know, he used to bodyguard Puff, so he know a lot. Um, <laughs> But I'm going to play this clip right quick. And I'm telling you, this shit crazy. Just listen to him. He talking about how Puff... Um, Went to this exotic store and got some goddamn buck plugs. And then also he's talking about how um, Puff <laughs> was in his hotel room with this dude and uh, came running out naked. Both of them. This I mean, just just it just confirms what we already knew. So this this nigga Puffy <laughs> going to exotic stores buying fucking butt plugs, handed the motherfucker out water cash. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they never looked to see what was in the bag. You know what I mean? That's man. Just it's just fucking disgusting. So now. So they said, don't let nobody come through this door. So I took one of the bar stool chairs and I stood right by the door. You know, I had my back to the door. And, you know, it was people that were, was in there because it was, it was a presidential suite. You know what I'm saying? A few people in there in the whole nine yards, stuff like that. So time go by and... This rapper cousin 
y'all wasn't going to mention his name. Because my man Rex said, you know, I just do like that. And I got a lot of respect for dude, too. You understand? So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, dude cousin come up in there. Yo, where my cousin at? Where my cousin at? I said, yo, bro. Him and Puff is in there. Picture plenty pussy. What's good with you? Yeah, T Lux, what's going on? So now I'm in there, and I'm like, yo, he in there. Him and uh, Puff is in there. You know, they have females and they 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 good. You know what I'm saying? He right, he be straight. He said, yo, I gotta go in there and see if my cousin's straight. I said, bro, they told me don't let nobody come in this room. Say, yo, man, I don't care what I gotta do, but I'm going in that room, man. I don't care what you say. I said, yo, bro, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ gonna have to come out the sky and take all the breath out of me for you to get in that room. Like, yeah, yeah. The nigga tried to rush me. I put this nigga up in the piano. The nigga puff runs out the room naked. The other nigga runs out the room grabbing the towel. He was naked. And the motherfucking come on. Yo, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? And I was like, yo, this nigga tried to get up in the room. And I told him he wasn't coming up in the motherfucking room. I told him you was good, man. He talking about, nigga, you didn't want to be up in there because it was a lot of freaky shit going up in there. Yo, I died. Yo, he said, yo, you didn't want to be up in there because there was a lot of freaky shit going up in there. And I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. So everything calmed down. And then the next day, you know, they with their boys at the thing. And I was, I was, I was a pup by myself. And, you know, and they mans know me. Like, yo, Gene, what happened? They're like that. I said, ask dude right there, man. You know, you know, well, I was about to give his name up again. <laughs> he know what was happening. He know what was good. Yep. Rumble Rock was good with you. Yo, but anyway, man, that shit funny as hell. But this is this is what um I've been saying for a minute is that man. This is the reason why a nigga like Pac couldn't be. You know what I mean? Left alone. This is the reason why they ushered um this this nigga little Wayne in. I've always had this theory that little Wayne was the um was the chosen one. Cause he's he was he was abused by Birdman. I believe he was molested by Birdman, and he's the one that brought the tight pants. A lot of these young niggas forget where the shit came from, but he's the one that brought the little tight pants and all that shit. Because the powers that be had an agenda to completely destroy hip-hop because they understand that hip-hop um 
it speaks to the young black males in particular. And and young black males were were targeted to wear this tight shit and to act all fruity. You know what I mean? And and that's why if you notice these niggas is all emotional. You know what I'm saying? Like females. This was a a plan. You know what I mean? And and niggas like Puff help Usher.